Hello, everybody. This is Sharon, and Greg and I have a special guest today, and we're going to be talking about fathers. So stay tuned. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Hi, everybody. Today, Greg and I have a special guest. We have our firstborn son, Joshua. He's going to be speaking with us today about his um, his new lessons he's learned on fatherhood because he's a new father. And then Greg is going to be chiming in on all of his mature answers on fatherhood and his amazing perspective on what a blessing it is and, and how we can bless our fathers. So let's start off with, with Josh here. So first of all, welcome. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you. Yes. Glad to be here. Yeah. Now, you want to give us a little bit of information about yourself? How long have you been married? What was the age of your daughter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've been married for almost five years now. Um, and my wife always reminds me, like, hey, we're almost coming up on our five years here in September. Like, what are we going to do? It's nice when they do that. It's, it <laughs> Actually, is. It's I don't helpful. have to put it in my calendar. It's like, I always know. And, she, it, it's, and it'll be six years, too, when that comes along. And she's like, hey, hey. No. Uh, uh, yeah, we've been doing really good. Uh, six years, or five years. I'm already getting ahead of it. Uh, five years here coming up in September. And our little daughter... Evelyn, such a sweetie. Uh, she is just now about, uh, she's like, she's about two and a half now. Two and um, a half. So, yeah, she has a little ball of energy. Yes, she is. She's the next Energizer bunny. <laughs> she does not stop. So, Keep yeah. Keeps on your toes. She so. sure does. My goodness. Um, but, yeah, so I've, uh, yeah. Awesome. So, that's your your guys' story. It's been so fun to watch you as, as your mom watch you grow into fatherhood and, and see you do some of the same things I think that we've done for years. Uh, Josh is our oldest, so bless his heart, uh, was Chuck Swindoll said the first the, the thing you owe your firstborn is an apology. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was the guinea pig. Yes, yes. we yeah. experimented on you. Yes, bless your heart. So I to publicly now apologize. Yeah. We're just glad you're alive. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard stories. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I know stories. I've been through some things. Yeah. All good God, things. Though. God's been faithful to keep keep track of all of us. So let me ask you a question, Josh, to get into the subject of fatherhood and, and fathers for Father's Day. Uh, what makes your relationship with your dad so important to you? I think what makes my relationship uh, with my dad so special and important <clears throat> is... Um, the fact that, you know, as I'm get, becoming a father, um, it's like, it's all making sense, like why he did what he did. Um, as I'm trying to figure out this whole father thing, you know, I, I often, you know, think like, what would he do? Like, what has he done? Um, and I think I, I turned out okay, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I'm, yeah, I'm here, I'm following Jesus and I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, still married. So I think I did something right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I can. I can attribute to what I've learned um, just from an example um, has really impacted my marriage and how I raise Evelyn. Um, and so I think a lot of things that um, could, uh, come from how I've you know treated my family has come from him. So okay. I think that's one big thing that has really definitely stuck to me through his example. Is that something that you consciously did or did you just find yourself doing it and go, oh, my dad used to do that? 
Uh, I, I, <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, like, yes, I just, like, I was growing up, I was very, um, I was very uh, aware of my surroundings. And um, so, like, I would not like daily, but like at least monthly. Um, I would, like, one time a month uh, growing up, I would say something in my, to myself, like, okay, like, I mean, I'm just looking at dad, I'm just studying him. Oh, yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm watching him, like, Watching him do whatever he does, watching him sit on the couch, it could be this the the most nonchalant things, and I'll be like, one day I'm going to be there, one day I'm going to sit on the couch, knowing that like I've got a family, I've got a child, and yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to at some point I'm going to be there. Wow. And um, it, you know, it's now it's all it's come full circle. Like I'm here. <laughs> I was right. And uh, <laughs> wow, all right, this is not as special as I thought it was going to be, but. <laughs> Uh, but I'm here. Special. I know it, it is. is. Yeah, it's very special. But I know it does. It feels pretty normal at this point. Yeah, I'm like okay, another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta gotta bring right. home the bacon again. Here we go. Yep. All right, now let's let's turn our our gaze to the big dog here. So so Greg, how has becoming a father yourself changed your perspective of God's love for you? If you remember, you know Josh is you know 26 now. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my children's ages for 200, Alex. (laughs) Can I I have a D? (laughs) I'd like to buy a vowel. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) But, uh, so, if you can remember, 26 years ago, and you know, I remember when, when Josh was born, and the look on your face was just astonishment and... Awe. It was. I think that was the first. It was life-changing forever. Yeah. So how has becoming a father yourself changed your perspective of God's love for you? Well, you know, like, you know there's a particular scripture that really comes to mind for me. It's really meant a lot for me. It's Matthew seven eleven, And it says, uh, Jesus was, was talking. He says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give those to give to what he, you know, basically it says he'll give it to you, right? So he'll give good gifts to you. And so, for me, that's really kind of helped because I knew how much I loved uh, my children, loved mm-hmm. Josh. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it kind of hit me. Wow, if I love my kids this much, how much more will my Heavenly Father love me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then to just to meditate on that, right? It really... Because, you know, I, I understanding how much God loves us is paramount to understanding really everything, you know, everything needs to be sought through that lens. Mm-hmm. Jesus had that lens yeah. for everything he did, and his, his desire is for us to have the same lens. Yeah. And so I know that I, there's really nothing I wouldn't do for my children. And so to meditate on that and to think that God, there's nothing God wouldn't do for us, right? So that, that scripture and that mindset really has just helped, helped me a lot. Because there's a lot of times where I make mistakes, I don't live up to certain standards or whatever, and then the enemy's ever ready oh, to sure. just come along and tell mm-hmm. me how bad a father I am. Yeah, and um, and that's hard to come against uh, a lot of times because it may be true. There may be some truth to well, we some of my mistakes. underperformance or failures or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, and if you meditate on that for a long time, man. It gets hard. It can weigh you down. Yeah, it really yeah, can. It and can. so the meditating on how much God loves me and, and then that in turn around fills my tank for me to even love my children even more. 
Mm, that's, that's good. That's good. So, Josh, same question. How has becoming a father yourself changed your perspective of God's love for you? Well, I, I, growing up in church, you know, I've heard the sermons, especially probably on Father's Day, that you know, I've heard from the 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 dads in the in those rooms and those in those moments saying like it was like an eye opening experience because like their experience, their definition of love, um, definitely grew to new levels uh, from you know that first moment of you hearing their cry. And uh, I can I can I can say the same thing. I know exactly what they mean. Um, it really is a special special um, experience when you bring life into this world. Um, and you know it's it's um, it's it's a it's a joy and an honor to be able to you know raise someone up into society and to be able to uh, bring them into the fullness of what God's got plan for them, you know, God's best, uh, for their lives. So, um, yeah. Wow. Uh, I remember something specific about like after Evelyn, <clears throat> which is a granddaughter's name, her name's Evelyn. Uh, after she was born, we got to see her really early the next morning. And I remember walking into the room and I mean, it was, may have been four or five in the morning. It was super early. Right. Anyway. And so they brought the baby into the room to let us see her and 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 you went and picked her up, but you and you handed her to us, which was a huge trust, mm-hmm. you know. But you still looked like, okay, be super careful. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you still had yeah, that. You had that look like, all right, don't screw this up. Yeah, like was, I worked hard for this. <laughs> don't mess this up, Dad. But I mean, just the. I mean, you were ready to pounce. <laughs> you wouldn't have let her he, hit he the. Door. I don't remember it, but I. Yeah. I believe your you. hands were like right there. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, like he didn't. Do even... you remember what you're doing? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it was. I mean, he literally, his hands are really six inches away from yeah. from Evelyn the whole it time. Was, it was good to see him. Uh, it was. To be, um, he owned it. Yeah, you know, he, he owned that moment. You know, and like this it is my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. It was just neat to see that. The, lo- the deep love and care that he was putting he was he was giving that already. moment the honor yeah, that it already. deserved yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. So. and I can attribute that to a lot of how you know dad's raised me because uh, you know if I, I can't remember a time where that wasn't there you know that were that love wasn't there um, and uh, you know that really it, it made it easier for me to know what a good example of a fatherly love looks like um, because I think for just about everybody I think um, when it comes to, you know, their view of God, you know, I think their father is the best representation of who God is to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's a, if your dad's a, you know, a mean guy and he just, there's, <laughs> you're obviously not seeing love and, and protection and all the good quality traits, all those good godly quality traits, then I think you're going to view God the same way. Yeah. You have to fight it. You'll have to fight against that. Yeah. You're going to have to fight, uh, fight that. And you're going to have to definitely dive into uh you know his character and actually probably it's gonna be harder to trust that character that mm-hmm. you know that's described in the bible yeah yeah and, and but you know what that's unfortunately the case for a lot of people mm-hmm. because because every father is flawed yeah you know and and sometimes they're I, a lot of times they're doing their very best but maybe they were not equipped to be the best dad because they didn't have a great right. They didn't have cast. an example. Well, I think right. I think every father is ill-equipped in some way. Sure, you know, there's always something that they need God's grace for. You know, mm-hmm. and hopefully they they learn about God's grace so that it does 
kind of make the difference. There's a lot of people that father children who struggle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes they don't handle it well, you know, and sometimes they repent later in life and then they feel like all this time has been lost. Yeah. You know, and then what do I do? And we're going to address that in a little bit. All right, Greg, um, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, your, your relationship with your dad. And I know that your dad passed away a few years ago. Um, and, but he knew, he knew Jesus and he, he knows Jesus. So we know what we'll, that we will see him again. So what did you learn from your dad while he was here? So a couple of things come to mind. Um, one was love. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was far from perfect man and he, he had some really interesting characteristics. Uh, and, um, he was, uh, he was he was a good man, and uh, he struggled because he didn't really have a very deep spiritual education, and so he really just kind of made up for it uh, by sheer grit, you know. And um, he 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 just but he he would tell us multiple times a day how much he loved us, and uh, he had a lot of cute little sayings. He was from the South, so he would oh yeah he would say it in a, in a deep Southern accent and. Uh, you know, he would just make sure, have I told you I loved you lately and stuff I mean, like every that. Every single one of us, every yeah, day, every he day. would tell us that when mm-hmm. he was here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I'm reminded of that other scripture. It says that that love covers a multitude of sins. And, and I think that's that is definitely a gift <laughs> from bet. God. And so uh, that would say the number one thing that I learned from him is how to love people and how to forgive and move forward and never quit. You know, he was never a quitter. Uh, that was just not how he... He, he functioned. He if he set out to do something, he he did it, uh, even if it took him forever. You know. Uh, so, um, and then the the second thing was how to was was really a strong work ethic, right? Just to to kind of and those kind of go hand in hand a little bit because then you could say, okay, I'm going to love mm-hmm. my family. It was a choice for mm-hmm. him. It yeah, wasn't it, about I feel love towards no. you, so I'm going to treat you a certain way. It yeah, was always right. he made that choice first. Mm-hmm. And so he he he. He was always, I mean, in some ways he worked too hard. You know, he, he a little bit too work. Uh, that was may have been. Yeah, a- that was the culture. And, you know, and his parents grew up in the Depression and that kind of thing. So it left a mark. Yeah. But the, um, the, I think that the main thing was, again, just that strong sense of love. And, it, and it, that, that overcame so much for me. You know, I, I, now that I'm 53 and I look back, you know, and I look back at, he, he wasn't always there. You know, my parents divorced when I was really young. And so I only got to see him every now and then and stuff like that. But he, you know, he would call me regularly and, and, uh, or, or write me letters and that kind of thing. And so he stayed connected. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, when I did get to spend time with him, you know, we were, we were together. And, and so I think, uh, he, he made up for it with a strong sense of love. I never even questioned how much he loved me. Just never what was an issue. What a huge blessing. Yeah, it is. was. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of esteem that, that I've dealt with, uh, over the years. So the, uh, the, the thing that I've gotten a lot, of, I've gotten a lot of steam from that. And yeah. so something that I, I remember your dad, uh, something I, me- I remember about your dad that, um, I also see in you is that he genuinely cared about other people yeah. he would stop whatever he was doing and genuinely talk to people yeah, he'd visit with people he would visit and, he, and it wasn't because he wanted anything he just really cared about people yeah and i think that's something that i've seen you operate in as well and i think it's made you very successful because 
part of what you do is is dealing with people yeah. and talking to people and well, and, and learning how to hear right. you know what people are dealing with and yeah. then you and know he about he genuinely believed he could do anything yeah you know he yeah. there was nothing he didn't think he could do he was addicted to knowledge and learning and mm-hmm. and so it didn't matter he he could learn how to do it and uh, and so I think that level of confidence has been very helpful yeah uh, towards me as well because there's plenty of times where we're doing projects and we've never done it before. Like, yeah, so you know, true. Yeah, you know, like we're in the middle of doing a painting project here in our house, and there's a couple of things we've never done before, but we're going to do it, right? Yeah. And if it doesn't go well, we're going to redo it. We're going to get even more experience. <laughs> yes, That's we'll right. get twice the experience. That's right. It's like I say, sometimes so, you win, sometimes you yeah. learn. <laughs> I think. I think one one other thing that I would just say is that it's a good idea to always be paying attention to what people do right, you know, mm-hmm. and and to really kind of. Not be looking for the negative, yeah. But be looking, for, be looking for the successes in people's life, you know. And success can look like getting up and getting dressed, yeah. You know, it really can be, you know, looking nice, you know, taking care of yourself. How about being on time regularly? Yeah. Or you know, what I'm saying there's so many things that that <clears throat> some people struggle with, but some people don't. And so it's a good habit to just start looking for what people are doing right around you and and bringing it to their attention. Mm, that you means know. a lot too because mm-hmm. it means you're you're what you it means a lot to them because they feel seen mm-hmm. even though it's not maybe it's not something big but. yeah yeah I know um I know I kind of have an idea what you're talking about um because like what what I do I, I sit down on my computer I edit a lot because um, I'm a filmmaker and um sometimes my watch like lets me know like hey time to get up you've been sitting for an hour <laughs> and then I'll like all right fine I'll get up and it goes yeah you did it <laughs> so I'm like yes I got up gold star <laughs> that's funny all right this next question um is for both the resident dads here um what are some standout moments you remember from your childhood with your father Josh you want to start sure um <laughs> I can say that one of the big things that stand out from growing up with my dad here is um and I know we have it on video but um I really enjoyed um, just the fun times we had just growing up um, when I know that you could have been working about or working through finances or you could have been worried or thinking about, you know, projects in the future for the house. Um, but it was when we would build the train set and then we would cut out cardboard boxes for tunnels. And, um, and then, uh, we would, you would stick a camera down it or yeah, we'd videotape it. Yeah. Yeah. We have, <laughs> and we have like an old videotape, um, from way back when, like 15 years ago at least. Um, and, and Hannah was there and, uh, I just find, I think, you know, I think those moments, um, where like growing up now as an adult, I know that, Hey, as a dad, you, you're thinking about other things. Like you think about just how to just get through life and also bring these people along with you. And, um, you know, I think, uh, stuff like that, like little moments like that, key moments out of your busy day to just spend time with, you know, your family is the big things that stick out to me. And it's the things that I've brought to mind. Um, you know, like I'll, I'll, uh, swing Evelyn, you know, I'll give her the countdown and I'll throw her on the couch. You know, it'll, it's, it's, it's a fun time. And I know that, you know, I could be doing other things, but you know, I think moments like this are, are uh, very special and you have to, they don't just happen. You gotta, you gotta just, you gotta take it. You gotta make it happen and make, you're, and you're going to make it special by making it happen. 
I found out a lot also is it doesn't really matter what it is either. Sure. Yeah. It, it becomes special because you make it special. Yeah. Right. So again, like I said, go, go get, go out to eat. Yeah. Right. You know, go get or ice cream. Go get yeah. ice cream. Go kick or, a soccer ball. Yeah. yeah. Go get a, kick a soccer ball or, or whatever. Go swimming. You mm-hmm. know, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be exhaustive or expensive or anything like that. In fact, the, the less expensive and the more normal it is, the better. Mm-hmm. But the, it's surprisingly effective. And to see, well, just like that, you know, that, that experience that we did so many years ago stuck with you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it I think does. that's really interesting. And I think it's, it's a good reminder to all the dads that are listening that, um, that just your time with your children is just so valuable and they may not they may not tell you what it means to them at the moment but when they when they grow up they'll remember that mm-hmm. and it'll mean so much more to them that you took time out of your busy schedule yeah well and you know and sometimes like i mean recently uh, for mother's day we built Sharon some raised garden beds oh and yeah whoo, that was a big job oh, I bet. it looked like a big <laughs> it job it was a really big job so i got isaac and judah they're our youngest involved and Granted, they, they didn't say, hey, Dad, thanks so much for involving us in this project. <laughs> thanks for yeah, making I'm waiting me for work. Evelyn to say that. Yeah, but they, <laughs> but, but it hasn't happened yet. But they eventually gave in and were productive. And when, when I told them, okay, here's what we're trying to do, and they, they contributed uh, quite a bit. They did. And, um, and then what's interesting is we had another project like a couple of weeks later, uh, and they just jumped right in, and they, they used the same skills that, that they developed when we were doing this big carpentry project. Yeah. And so... They just started to kind of walk into it, and they didn't even complain about that either, right? So, I think you know we, we can't remember that kids they, they they don't they like to listen to their flesh or their understanding or how they feel, and so we can't let that be the limiting factor on what you're doing or how well it's going. It's so, so don't true. don't look yeah. to the kid to tell you how well you're doing. Yeah, so right? true. <laughs> just do what you know you're supposed to do, yeah. and then let the kid rise up into it. And the, they'll get it at some point. It yeah. may not be today. No. It may not be for another decade. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but but they'll get it. You know, and and those seeds that you're planting will come up and yeah. produce a harvest. This is this is also another question for both of you. Oh, did you did you have a memory? Oh of yeah, your dad? I I told you my memory, but with you with your dad. Yeah. Um, with my dad on the right. farm. So yeah, my dad he had a farm for a while. He, he uh, after my parents divorced, he went and bought a like twenty acres, and he had a he had a little house on this. And then I would go and visit him for the weekends, and then he pretty much just worked the whole time I was there. And he said, "You can come work with me, right?" And so. Uh, we were, we built a deck together, and uh, that was hard. You know, I was really sore after swinging a hammer for <laughs> six imagine. or seven hours. <laughs> Here it is, I'm like eight or nine years old building a deck with my dad. <laughs> but I learned a lot about how that functions, right? Same thing with like, I mean, he had a riding lawnmower that I would, I would operate. Uh, he would let me operate the John Deere tractor with him, and uh, and so... There were there were lots of things like that that he gave me opportunities to do that you know you just can't manufacture those opportunities, 
And, you know, those stuck out. You know, this I was out there and, and you know, I was with him and, and we just enjoyed it, you know. And, and so he may have looked back on, well, I really didn't spend a lot of time with him, or but it, it really was just about being together, whatever yeah. we were doing. And, um, you know, I didn't care because I was with him. Yeah. You know. And, and I think probably that that probably also fed into your ability to do whatever now because yeah. you started really early making a deck yeah, <laughs> or yeah. just learning yeah. well, okay. it was funny is that after he left the, after he left that house they had it took a backhoe to tear that deck down <laughs> he's proud of that story he goes man we did a good job on yeah, that's good <laughs> took a backhoe to tear it down <laughs> he was proud of that they don't make them like that anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome here's another question for both of you our identity as a father is important because it determines how we relate to our children. If we believe we're a bad father, we will end up behaving badly toward our kids. What are some promises you stand on that shape what you believe about yourself as a father? Yeah, well, so we go back We go back to that Matthew seven eleven where I was talking mm-hmm. about you being evil mm-hmm. and how you give gifts. So it, that's one of those things where I, I really throw myself on the, on the grace of God when it comes to my parenting because... The enemy just loves to tell me how rotten a job I've done, you know, and the it's a hard voice to come against if you don't have something that's going to tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so that that scripture really does minister to me a lot uh, because I'd like to think that that with the love of God, you know, it talks about the love of God in First Corinthians 13, that 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 love lives in me because of the, of the new birth. Right? right. And so giving my life to Christ really enabled his love to come alive in me, you know? And, and then suddenly now, as long as I just am letting that love direct me in my, you know, my thoughts and words and deeds, it's going to be better than it would have ever been if it was something that I had done on my own. And, and I find that that is true all day long. And so again, it could be anything. It could be that I'm just sitting next to him at dinner and I'm just enjoying them, right? I believe that the love of God is going forth from out of me through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can just enjoy that. Yeah. You know, it's something as simple as that, which the enemy would come along going, what was that? There wasn't anything special, blah, 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 blah. But meanwhile, no, it all adds up. Yeah. You know, it really does. Love never fails. It never fails. That's right. Or as Brother Hagen always said, love always wins. <laughs> yep. I love that. Yeah. So what about you, Josh? Do you have any specific promises that you stand on as a dad? Uh, one promise that um, it, that I kind of really, really hold on to is, you know, God is love. Because um, that is, uh, you know, that kind of break puts the pressure off of me knowing that like, okay, I don't have to come up with it. And uh, so a God can, I can like relax and not relax, but like I don't have to try so hard and I can let God move uh, through me, kind of like how we've talked about through this uh, through this little talk right here, and um, so I think that's something that I've really grabbed hold of and, and claimed because because like it's 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 less pressure right now for me um, if I hold hold on to that. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. Yeah, I, I know what's funny is you both had pretty much the same answer. You know, I mean that's 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 the same thing that your dad was talking about in a different way. That it's that you're you're not focusing on your own, trying to work up your own ability, but you're just focusing on God's love in you, flowing through you, 
to your children, you know, and, and I think that's, that's beautiful. And it, it's evidently really powerful and successful. So let's talk a little bit about maybe dads that, that didn't know Jesus when they first started having children or that they maybe just recently came to the Lord and they're looking back at their own life and going, wow, I missed a lot of good opportunities to, you know, to build those bridges and build those connections with my kids. Is it too late for me now? Yeah, I would say no. No. Yeah, I I would say it's never too late. God can, he can work with anything that you give him as long as you're submitted to him. You know, the first thing I would do is give your life to Christ if you don't know him. Right. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, 30 seconds and dude, you're, you're in, you're in a different world. And then God will work with you to give you opportunities to connect with your children. Even if it's minor, it could be be a five minute phone call. Yeah. It could be a letter or postcard that you send. And I would encourage anyone to that no matter what you do, you know, just know that God can work with it. Don't, don't sit around and beat yourself up for what could have been work with what you have now. Right. Even if it's just write a letter and it goes in a safe deposit box and it's delivered to them later, although I would say don't waste your time. I just <laughs> deliver, get, just deliver, yeah, yeah, just don't get it wait. to them now, right? And granted, that don't expect that if you've not really communicated well with with a child that it's just going to go super well. But you got to trust the Lord. You've got you've got to say, look, I'm going to do this in good faith, yeah, and I'm going to put my heart on paper, you know. And if it's apology, you know, apologies may be needed. Do it. You, 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 nobody's nobody's gonna come and arrest you for giving an apology. In fact, it'll it'll go a long way, mm-hmm. especially if it's heartfelt. Mm-hmm. But I would I would absolutely encourage someone to do it anyway. You know, no matter what the circumstances may look like, do it anyway. You'll never be sorry that you uh, you'll never be sorry that you did it. You'll only be sorry if you didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Stop stop creating more regrets. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would just trust the Lord, I, and I would you know go Google the father's love you know or go to go, go to biblegateway.com if you don't own a bible and just go and just search for the father's love and just read just read all those scriptures and it'll it'll come alive in you and it'll 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 give you hope and then you act on that hope and then that that's called faith and the bible says when we act in faith the lord moves you know and so that could be the beginning of an amazing of the rest of the time of your life on this in, in this existence is to understand God and then walk in the knowledge of, you know, he may use this opportunity with your children to really launch you into a whole new moment. Even if it's only going to last a few weeks, even if it's only going to last a few months, I mean, maybe you have a a really bad health diagnosis or whatever. Yeah. Don't waste the time. Pick up the phone right now. Yeah. Pause this recording and pick up the phone. Right. Just do it. Right. Give your life to Jesus and pick up the phone. And, and watch the hand of the Father. It, it, that is how powerful mm. he is. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of um, a scripture in Malachi 4.6. Um, and it was one of the last verses in the Old Testament. This was a setting up for Jesus coming back. And one of the purposes that he was coming back. And uh, Malachi 4.6 said that he, meaning God, will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children. Mm. And the hearts of the children to their fathers. So that he will... So, so that I will not come, he says, and smite the land with the curse. So he's saying Jesus is going to come and restore the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Um, because that's so important to the to God. He he wants that reconciliation. He wants that restoration of relationship. Mm-hmm. 
And and when that doesn't happen, um, that's when the land is smited with a curse, you know, and we've seen evidence of that all around, you know, in our country and in, in the world because the breakdown of the relationship between fathers and, and children. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's probably the main reason. Josh, what would you say to someone, let's say they had a bad relationship with their father. Okay. And what would you say to them on how to process that and and maybe how to handle it? Sure, to, to kind of, I guess, heal that relationship? Maybe. I okay. mean, it, it, you don't want to go too far too fast, but sure. You know, but the point being is where, where would they begin? Right. Well, I think if you're... You know, the relationship hasn't been good and you want to make it better. Um, I think a good place to start would be just to call them up or write them a letter, however communication's done from where around you are. Um, and then I would go and um, just get the point across and say, hey, dad, you know, thinking about you, I want you to know that I love you and um and just, I guess, make it short and sweet, you know? Um, I feel like that would, not, not to overword it. Yeah, just start it. Yeah, just start and and see what happens, you know? Um, I think, you know, my dad brought up a good point here is, you know, if you know, don't know Jesus, you know, he can really help you get that ball rolling. Because, um, you know, again, he, he and the Father are like hand in hand and, you know, God is love. So I think if you, you know, start with... Um, with with Jesus doing this, and then you you start uh, working with him in this relationship, then I think it can go ev- so much further than you could ever do it on your own. Um, and I think yeah, just getting the ball rolling with with that, you know, sending a phone call um, or even a text message, you know, um, just getting just getting him on your radar and uh, and just start that process. It doesn't have to be big or fancy or long or yeah. Um, it could just be over maybe even a simple out to lunch, you know, um, you just check on him, you know, see how you do, how he's doing. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's good advice. And then, you know, there's some heart work that is, especially if it's been painful or not good. Yeah. I would strongly recommend some heart work. And and what I mean by that is, um, go stand out in the driveway by yourself and talk to God. Just say, God, I don't really want to be close to this person. This person hurt me or, or, you know, they were, they weren't there for me or whatever. And, you know, God usually leads us down the path of forgiveness. Now, <laughs> I'm not, we don't, one of the, you maybe have heard this before, maybe you haven't, but forgiveness is an interesting thing because it's not about letting the other person off the hook. It's about letting yourself off the hook. It's about letting yourself off the hook of, of being upset about everything and them owing you. Forgiveness is about, about clearing a debt. And if you can forgive them and never tell them, you know, or you can start off with saying, "Yeah, I choose to forgive my father for not doing this or not doing that." Mm-hmm. That's huge. It really is huge. It, it it'll impact you in ways you cannot imagine, because the the time you go, you know, like I said, you grab yourself a cup of coffee, you're standing in the driveway, and you're staring off into the sunset or whatever it is, and you just say, "Lord, I choose to forgive my dad for this, this, and this." You'll leave changed mm-hmm. when you sure. go back inside. You're going to be a changed person. Sure. You're, you're going to, that burden will be lifted off of you and, and you will then be a different person. And then, and then not suddenly, since you're a different person, you'll have more bandwidth. You'll have more capability to then go the next step. Like what Josh is talking about, just 
Maybe then you write a letter or maybe you're calling on the phone or maybe you say, hey, I want to take you to lunch. Or maybe it's just simply you just go by and then you give them a hug yeah. and then you leave. It could be that simple, but it's something and you're not wasting it. When you, if if both of you are still alive, at least you have a chance. My father's gone. I don't have a chance to talk to him anymore. So I, I have to, uh, I know he's in heaven, so I, I give him a, hey, I love you, Dad, every now and then when he comes to mind, right? Because I know he's living. He's up there. Mm-hmm. So I just say, hey, I love you, Dad, just to kind of have a moment, right? And then uh, that opportunity is gone for me, you know, but... For you, if if your father's still alive, it's not gone for you. You could you could connect with him right now. You mm-hmm. after this podcast is over, you could connect with your father right now and start something. And you know you don't have to expect it to all just be amazing. Just let God have that, and let God determine what it can look like as you submit to Him. That's that's really good. I think um, something also that forgiveness does for you. Um, is it releases you from needing that father's love for your for your own heart, mm-hmm. and kind of releases you to be able to receive it from God. Yeah. Um, uh, Psalm sixty eight five says, "A father to the fatherless and a judge for the widows is God in His holy habitation." Yeah. So God is interested in meeting that need for acceptance and love, unconditional love that we all have, that we all want from our fathers, but that many of us didn't receive from our fathers. But as we forgive our earthly fathers for not being that perfect, unconditional example, which no one is. I mean, we we honestly hold our parents to these perfect, uh, you know, pedestals when they're they're gonna fall. <laughs> but um, as we as we forgive them and we receive the Father's love for us, then we're free to love our earthly fathers yeah. without any expectation. And we can have a, a mature and a giving and a loving relationship with them, even if they're in a bad place. Let's say that they're dealing with um, alcohol abuse or drugs or some some other form or of addiction. Or just negative. I mean, maybe life's just been hard on them. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. but and this will give you the, the bandwidth, like Greg says, to be able to, to, to bless them and for that, for that lack that you experienced not to move forward into your life and become a regret later on. Yeah. And, and these are these kinds of relationships are really heavy on our hearts, yeah. you know. And sometimes that can seem very emotionally overwhelming. But as as long as we go to God with it, you know, like I said, just grab yourself a lemonade, go out and hang out in the front porch, and just give it to God. Yeah. And and it's good to say things out loud, like I forgive for this or forgive for that. You yeah. Know? That helps me get over things. If someone's been bothering me and it was years ago. Um, and then God will bring it to my attention for whatever reason. Um, you know, it's like, okay, fine. That's fine. I forgive you, you know, in my head. Uh Um, but it's, it's, you know, God will kind of like just tap me a little bit, like on my heart, like, oh, it's not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, like more. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so, and then I like, okay, fine. So I'll go to like a quiet place where I know, you know, where Evelyn's not going to hear me or, or Brooke or whatever. Um, if I feel like I need to say it out loud and I'll say it out loud, you know, it, 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 it does something to my chest, it, the shoulder, the, it, it's like a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have to, um, like muster it up, you know, like I gotta be all tough and mighty and, and proud and prideful and, and strong to do this, but no, just you, it's actually quite, um, 
quite uh, the opposite. You know, you don't need to be strong to do this. Um, it can be hard. It can be very intimidating at times. But, um, you know, it's it's the little things like that that kind of break the ice um, in, in when it comes to forgiving, um, you know, in, in this in this case, your dad. Yeah. I know that another, one other thing about forgiveness is that if you don't forgive, if you don't purposely forgive, you're still got it lassoed around your neck. Mm-hmm. And then if you do have any interaction with them in the future, you're going to be walking wounded. Yeah. Whereas if you forgive, it gets removed and, it, and it, healing will start immediately. And then the next time you interact with them, let's say it's negative, it won't hurt as bad. It, they, they, the, the heartache and, and the, the sore feelings and the rawness will have healed up a certain amount, yeah. maybe a lot. Mm-hmm. And the, you'll have perspective God will give you his perspective on yeah. these people. And you and, can you can actually yeah. end up having mercy and, yeah. and grace for them. That's most likely what will happen. And you then know. you'll that'll freak you out. Because suddenly you'll be like, wow, I used to really not like this person. And now God's asking me to do nice things for them. Right? And I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the craziest thing that's about the, it. That's the miracle of the new birth. It is. It really is. It, is. it, it really doesn't is. make sense, but it's it, it changes your, your whole mindset, your whole vision of that person. Yeah. It really does. about some a little bit lighter topics uh i want to talk to the resident dads here about um what are some practical ways that you can grow your relationship with your we'll we'll talk about two different areas young children or children still at home or adult children so what are some practical ways you can you can beef those up if if maybe you've realized okay this is an area that so, so it's like an average day grow. for you, Josh. Uh, I, won't, I won't ask you the question about the kids from home, but I mean, or the kids at, uh, away from home because you're not there yet. But <laughs> that is true. So, like when you get up in the morning and and you've got some time and you're able to spend time with Evelyn, what's your thought process on how to determine what would be good for spending time with her? Well, I think something that I know would be good. <laughs> Some good time to spend with her is one to change her diaper. Um, that's some good bonding time right there. Um, <laughs> really? I'm just kidding. Um, I can't wait for those days to end. Uh, yeah. Uh, one thing, no, all serious, all in all seriousness, I think a good time for me uh, to spend time, like you said, in the morning when I'm not going to work yet. Um, you know, I got up, brushed the teeth, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've noticed that you do like a lot of morning time with her. I do. I do. Um, it's it's mainly because uh, I don't see her for most of the day. So I want to make sure I get that time in there. 
Um, and, um, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, depending on the day, you know, she'll be in a better mood one day or not so good mood the other day. And on the good day, on the good mood days, I'll get my camera out and take some pictures or some videos. I'm uh, just like, oh, she's in a good mood. Let me cherish this moment. Cherish this moment. Yeah, I do. I highly recommend. <laughs> like we used to do that with all our kids. Yeah. We take lots of pictures. Oh yeah. And with you know, if you got a cell phone, you can do a lot of pictures. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back it's been easier day. than ever. <laughs> Back in the day, we didn't even know we, we had, had a film. Good... Back in the day, we had film. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing I like to do is take pictures when she's in the in a better mood. Um, there has been days where she's woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and she, how do you how do you handle that? Um, I just put her in a high chair and just throw on some some Bible adventure and then give her some syrup. Like, all right, there you go. Food. Yeah. <laughs> food and Bible. Yeah, fill that mouth instead of crying food with some food. A, it's a great way to connect. It really is. <laughs> so uh, I, do, I do enjoy spending time with her in the morning, um, mainly because uh, I don't get to see her through uh, most of the day. You know, the, the average nine to five, you know, time um, that we're, you know, that all... Uh, not all, but that I work, um, and uh, and obviously you know after that I I, I uh, like to spend time with her until she goes to bed, and then um, you know then I spend time with you know Brooke my wife, and uh, and so you know I feel like you know moments like that even though they're simple even though they're not extravagant you know I'm not taking them you know to Disney or anything um, you know it's the little things like we talked about before um, that are I think that are going to leave the biggest impact or the things that she's going to remember. Um, and that's the things like, it's about legacy, you know, it's like, what do you want her to remember you by? Um, and, um, you know, I want her to know, I want her to remember me as a, as a dad who loved her and, um, as a dad who, um, you know, even though, yes, he could be, you know, start work early today. Cause you know, I, I am very fortunate and very, um, very, uh, blessed to enjoy doing what I do. And I know a lot of people don't get that, that, that pleasure, that, that um, opportunity. So I am very thankful that I get to do what I do. Um, but I know that, you know, she eventually someday, like we said in the past, she will get to that point to where like, she'll reflect on those little moments and like, God, dad, thank you for doing this for me. Even though I know you didn't have to, you know, I value it. And, um, you know, I think those are those mornings. Um, I feel like a couple of those are going to be going to be special for her. I think that's really cool. Can you give us some words of wisdom for maybe fathers and that have adult children that would like to maybe reconnect or what are some practical ways that you can invest in those relationships? Yeah, I, to me, a lot of ways it's easier, I think, to connect with the kids after they've left the house because we don't have to get caught up in all the stuff, the right? Drama. The drama. The, the, the grades. Uh, and the, get and, your socks on. Yeah. And <laughs> get your shoes. Who, ate all, who drank all the milk? And the, you know, Did you finish your homework? Yeah. That, that one. <laughs> and so then we can actually start talking about life. Real, we can start yeah. talking Relate about jobs and life and, and yeah. uh, you know, and look for ways to be a blessing, you know, to them, you know, and that kind of thing. And so yeah. I, in a lot of ways it's easier. I think, yeah, I think to piggyback off that, um, it, your, your relationship changes, you know, from less of a, like a, a dad to like a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's easier to connect because I remember I had my season where, you know, I was, I was in the middle of the, you know, like dad knows everything. He's super, you know, he's, in, he's invincible. Um, you know, I can, you know, he can do anything to what, he, what, what you are now is like, you're a friend, you're a wealth of wisdom. You're a, you're a well I could draw from. And it, and, um, there, there was a transition, but it, it, uh, it was not the easiest thing. 
um, our, our relationship, I think, changed. I think it was just change was in the air when that was going on. Yeah. Well, and, and it needed to, right? Sure. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and what's really great is is now you know, we can connect on so many more things. Absolutely. And I don't. we don't have to waste our time on the things that I would do with a child, right? And so that's where I think there's a lot more that, that can be. And, and I think you, you gain a lot of perspective as you get older, right? You can start, you know what's valuable as you get older. And then, uh, so for me, uh, if I had to give advice again, I would just say time, right? You know? Yeah. And, and so I'm very fortunate because, uh, uh, both Hannah, I mean, Josh and Hannah, Hannah's our second. She's my daughter. She's uh 25, 25. That yeah, is 25. correct. That's correct. That Ding. is also correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, they both work, uh, for the company that I work for. So I get to see them, uh, more than I would if they didn't. And so I'm very grateful to God for that. And uh, it's really great to see them both flower into who they're supposed to be. And so uh, that's very, so that's a huge blessing for me. But I, I would, again, just time, uh, no matter how little or much, you know, how little or, or too much it is, uh, you just, it's a good idea. I, you know, trade texts uh, with, with, uh, I did today, I was trading texts with, with Hannah. Uh, and so, you know, uh, yeah, I just encourage you, no matter what it is, no what it looked like, again, just make it happen, right? And make sure that you, that what you do communicate makes them better, helps them to be better in some way, you know, make their world better, you know, just to somehow and, and, and provide value to them. And it it's, it's just super important to be able to make deposits and to help make their lives better in any way you can. To, to clarify on what what exactly do you mean? Well, when I say better, I mean like so. Uh, like for example, when I was talking with with Hannah uh, today, she was taking a test for a certification that she's doing, and and it didn't go as well as she wanted it to. And so I was like, so do you know what happened, right? Do you know why it didn't turn out as well as you wanted? And she said she had some ideas, and I go, do you have an idea of how you're gonna address that? And she did, and I was like, I think that sounds like a winner. So I was able to validate her in a situation, validate, you know, her thought process for how she was going to address it and encourage her. So I made her life that much better. You made her feel better about herself. Yeah. I said, I think you're going to do well. You know, I got to encourage her that, you know, hey, next time around, you're going to get, you're going to do well, you know? And so that becomes a blessing, you know, she's stronger than she was before the text I sent her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's still... So that, that's what she, I'm saying. She left his her encounter with you with more than she had. Feeling better about herself mm-hmm. and in a better mood, yeah, in a, a better place, yeah. yeah. So, so the her interaction with me was a positive, yeah. You know, and that's sowing seeds, yeah, into yeah. That yeah. Well, and I don't want her to be better, but I'm saying is like it's still a way for me to to pour in to her as as you know, even though she's no longer under my roof, she's got a husband of her own. You know, I can still love her, you know, and and bless her, you know. Mm. So, my last question to you, fathers, is as a father, what means a lot to you? I mean, what, what specifically? Sleep. <laughs> well, I raise them right, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, are there things that can be done for you for Father's Day that would mean a lot, or just every day that would mean a lot to you? You know, I mean, that I've spent so many years um, trying to figure out what was a good idea for Father's Day, and I've settled at 53 with just, I just want something simple, 
you know, I, some peace, some peace, some food, some sleep, some There's laughs, sleep, yeah. right? A couple of laughs, and then we're done, right? So I mean, it's like it doesn't need to be this big ordeal where everybody's got to bend over backwards to make me happy because I'm already happy. Yeah, you know, I I guess just to enjoy the people that are around me, and uh, you know. And and that's I just want it simple. I don't really want a big thing. I want just you know simple. I've already put in for what food, right? <laughs> yeah, you've already put your order yeah, in. You're gonna make chicken. Yes. And, oh, there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. And um and so I'd make a lot more than that. <laughs> I just simple, right? Because you have to get down to what the, where the heart's at, right? Yeah. And the, my heart is just at a place where I just want uh, to sit around and be satisfied, right? And um and and satisfied with where I'm at and where I'm going, you know, I think that's huge. I you know I really don't think that there's greater peace in this life until you know Jesus comes back for us. But then but then to be satisfied with where God has us, doing mm-hmm. what He's called us to do. Yeah. You know, so I, I think. That's what about you, Josh? What are they, they going to do for you on Sunday? Oh, she's already been asking me, and I still don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Brooke's quite the planner. Oh, you're telling me she's got this whole yeah, she's, she's got it all figured out. She's she, and at nine oh three we're gonna do this, and at nine oh four we're gonna she she'll give me a detailed itinerary. Yes, yes. She's you've got your own personal cruise director. You do, I do. I, do. I can't do anything now on my own. <laughs> you're like, honey, where's my where? I don't know what. The... Yeah, where's my shoe? <laughs> um, I think I think um, uh, as a young dad, um. I do, I do love memories, like you're saying, Dad. Um, I think, cause like after a while, you, you you get it all. Like you, at least you get the things that you've wanted, and like, okay, I got it. Now what? You know, nothing satisfies you like that. Like you're like you're talking about. Um, and I think the big things that satisfy that will last is is kind of what you're talking about. Is like just spending time, creating memories, laughs. Um, I I and I I think that's fun. I no, nothing puts a smile on my face um like like seeing my daughter growing up playing soccer with me in the backyard. Um I spent t- 10 plus years playing soccer and you know it's obviously such a a um it's such a deep part of you know my my the building blocks of who I am. And um you know I can say that you know I I very much enjoyed um, the memories and the times when me and my dad would play soccer in the soccer field, or <clears throat> I think the coolest thing when when we're talking about soccer, I think the cool one of the coolest moments is um, when my dad was like the assistant coach or or or, or um, like the head coach or I don't know you were you were some big part on the team and I it was I just felt like the just super pride or super proud of like hey that's my dad <laughs> that's right that's awesome. you can you have to listen to him ha <laughs> ha. Um, but it was, and it's a fun, it's a fun sport. I like to run around and, and, um, and be athletic. And I think that's something cool. Like, like my wife, she knows that I played soccer for years and, um, and she thinks that's like, Oh, it's just so sweet that you're out there playing with her. I'm like, yeah, I know. I knew I would, I knew I would. Um, but as I'm doing it, you know, it's a, it's one of those things. You might get, you might get a soccer player out of her. Uh, who knows? I mean, she, awesome. she, she's again, athletic. she is athletic she's, and yeah, she's, she's a spitfire. She, I could see that happening. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's one thing that I really, that really puts a smile on my face that I don't think a lot of things can in, in that way. Um, like it, you can get me a, like you could buy me crazy things, but it just it won't it won't scratch that itch. Like it won't it won't put the the uh, the um, 
the dart on the bullseye like like that does. Um, and so uh, I think that's something that I really just enjoy. And I don't need a Father's Day to have that. You know, I get to enjoy that, you know, every morning. Well, I hope every morning because, you know, not every day is a, a, a waking up on the right side of the bed kind of day. Um, but I do very much value those um, those moments and those memories. Um, but I also do like a good meal for Father's Day. Okay, yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> so that's two. Two yeah. good meals. That's right. No, I'm having one big meal. You guys can eat it as many times as you want. <laughs> We'll make leftovers. That's right. That's right. You can take uh, take some home. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our Father's Day discussion today, and I hope that you walk away encouraged and know that no matter what state you're in, what 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 place you're in with your relationship with your dad or your children, that there's always room for improvement, and that God is right there with you, helping you. Yeah, your Father in heaven. Yes, yeah. he's he's not only wanting to meet your need for a, an unconditional loving father, but he's he's there to help you become that person for yeah. your family as well and yeah. don't don't wait another minute if you don't have a relationship with 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 god start it right this minute yeah mm-hmm. start it right now and if you know anyone that you think might enjoy being encouraged about father's day and about their how, how important they are to their children and their family forward this podcast on to them and help them to enjoy that as well and uh, we'd love to hear from you we are on how many platforms oh so many so wherever you hear hear us hear uh, this podcast, you know, put a like or whatever they have on theirs, and that'll help us to get out to more people. And um, you know, Greg and I want God's best for your life, and yes. we know that you can have it, and we're here to help. <laughs>